Oh, hello. You are listening to That's Rich podcast with me, Daniel McKeown. And me, Rory Kelly. Um, this is the show where we, if there's money involved, we're involved. Uh, and we look at different cases of people who spend too much money and get crazy with it and just see what makes them tick. Generally, also uh, people who have a lot of money and spend too much, not just people who spend like oh, the yeah, hundred yeah, pounds yeah. that they have and then end <laughs> up destitute. At some point we'll get specific, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll Which get... is just me. <laughs> if you're spending 13 pounds a day, you may be wasting 5,000 pounds a year. Yeah, yeah, we're one of those money advice cunts who are like, yeah, yeah. did you know that uh, 10 coffees is more than the price of one coffee? So if you have 10 coffees, shut up, shut up. Why do they still let um, that guy on the news? I know, it's so weird. Um, but this is your first time listening. Yeah, we talk uh, about different re- rich people, some from the furthest recesses of time, some ultra-modern that use money in ways that completely confound us. Um, but there's one running thing, is that they are always insane. Um, Continually. How are you this fine day? I am I am good. Uh, really, really starting to get... The gr- to grips with you know um all the different places i can sit in my room so it looks different and, I see, yeah. you know uh <laughs> that's really that brings me that brings me some small joy i'm the opposite uh, i am like incredibly stoic and it's like i will sit at this desk and do this work <laughs> and then i will lie in the in the cool down chamber later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. i will go to the 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 rest rectangle where I will <laughs> repeat the next <laughs> until all the days bleed into one. Yes, no, I'm constantly trying to do little stupid rituals to, to make like, or I keep, no, that's what I keep doing. Right. Is I keep, I keep making little adjustments. So I'm like, guys, oh, wow. uh, so, uh, knock, knock. Hi everyone. Sorry. Uh, you're watching TV, but, uh, just so you know, now we have a little, a small, uh, little ceramic pot for the tea bags. Right. I know normally we put the tea bags in the sink, but, Oh, or oh straight in the God. bin, but we're going to create a sort of an interregnum stage before the bin where we put them. Yeah, it's that pot we have. No one was using it. No one's using it, right? Okay, that's where it's going to go. And that brings me some free song of pleasure. I've, I've, I've created a teabag decompression chamber before they move on to the next life. Uh, and if you don't use it, um, what the fuck? This is purgatory for tea bags, and then we put them in into hell. Frankly, it depends um, on the weakness. If it was a strong tea, they go straight <laughs> in the bin. If it was a weak tea, we let exactly. them stew in, in no water because it's staining the draining time. board. So you know, we, we we can't we can't keep on like this. Absolutely, um, is, and everyone that how... tolerates that stuff because my family are saints. <laughs> <laughs> That's how histrionics gets it in my house as well. Um, well, kind of. It's only the, me and my mom, but um. So it's more like a, a Beckett play <laughs> where you're both there, <laughs> riffing off the other one while you descend into madness. Um, I don't know if this is okay to say. I mean, she won't listen to this. But so the toilet downstairs Thank is God. broken, and you have to reach like into the thing to to make it flush because the flush is broken. Into the cistern, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, times is shit in it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off and left it there and left it there like and I find it and it's like you know this toilet go upstairs what's wrong like I don't know how I can confront her about this I really <laughs> cause it's like you're gonna prove you're gonna this show has shocked me <laughs> this has given me like a bodily like cause I've met your mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
like a yeah. pet or like a child. <laughs> we're where we're going to be for the rest of my life because I'm never going to forget yeah. this. Um, I don't feel any, um, you know, regret or, or any worry about hearing this because mum thinks that this podcast is a blog, so <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't quite know the difference. My dad thinks we're two. recording uh, an eight-track cassette tape, which we're going to release <laughs> uh, in, in in next year. Um, My I'm mom just... thinks we're doing Sing Street. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to think how I would like ask my mum if she could not just lay a log in the toilet and then refuse to and it, well it doesn't flush well then go upstairs <laughs> like, don't. I get it I don't want to reach my hand in there either yeah, especially either. not right now but like come on like, there's only two of you in the house that. I know where I, yeah what do you think would happen do you think I would flush yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah where do you think this is gonna go oh my um, god Wow. But if, but if this is your first time listening, <laughs> um, uh, we uh, basically, yeah, we talk about uh, the way we break down our show. We, st- we kick off things with some minor royalties, which is where we keep up to date with the everyday and the lives of the rich and famous. And then we look at a specific figure that one of us has prepared. Um, this week, we've been a bit slacking on the minor royalties, which is why I bring it up, because there has been a lot of drama mm-hmm. in, in rich people culture. Mm-hmm. Um been that we've kind of skimmed over and i'm the one who uh did who did the, i'm the one who did the work on this oh, episode fuck, i'm sorry um shit um i prepared this week's uh topic and figure and i wanted to tee it up mm. by asking rory in the current state of, of 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 the uk given our history and everything what is something that for you makes you feel proudly british that actually like with no guilt no colonial what none no colonial guilt like, none. <laughs> good luck man like, i can't one, take a piss without feeling colonial guilt. no i'm kidding um oh that's a really good question yeah do you want to tell me yours yeah yeah i'm i'm yeah sure so mine are um because i spent a long time thinking about this because i was really it was something on my yeah, mind mine too. um <laughs> so mine are russell t davies era doctor who um <laughs> it's just so it's a lot of good things about England like bloody chips and <laughs> <laughs> and beans on toast and chips yeah, yeah, yeah. and the word um, telly said a million times um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'd say sorry yeah so uh, Russell T Davies era Doctor Who oh I got it I got it okay so, so it's two things it's a few things so it's uh, the yeah Russell T Davies era Doctor Who the gold blend ad with Anthony Head. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, that's such a good answer. And uh, finally, I would say um, Brian Blessed, maybe, <laughs> or Panto, maybe Panto. Although, Panto's a Panto's a good answer. I think. Panto's a tricky love to have. I don't know why. I don't know where they're at. Well, because back back in the day. You know, when you do basically like you do some very lowbrow, like, oh, women or something like yeah. vaguely political or yeah. like, and I feel like they, I don't know how that I haven't been to a pantomime in forever, but I feel like they haven't been, <laughs> they don't know how to, I don't know how they, 
You're being like, I wonder how Panto responded to recent changes in gender norms. <laughs> saying, like, oh, fuck, I haven't checked in on Panto in ages. How are, <laughs> how are they faring with all this? How's Panto doing? Yeah, yeah. I think time will have, I think time will look kindly on, on at least, like, mm. Panto in the last 10 years. I can only imagine, like, decades and decades ago, Panto had, like, you know, kind of, yeah, racially uh, uncomfortable elements. But, um yeah. That's sort of yeah. Those are the thing. Those are the ones for me. I think those are the big ones. So, like, pre- pretentious answer is that I think I pretentious uh, lit boy. I like I like a lot of those writers and stuff. But what I specifically like about all the writers, the old like the big English writers, is that they all fucking hate themselves and England. <laughs> they like, <laughs> and all of our most famous writers are all deeply self-flagellating and and weird. Yeah and loathe the country they come from they're all yeah. they're all notable for that and so if you want to venerate and praise them the way every now and again like you know like i don't know tory education ministers want to do you have to reckon with the fact yeah. that they hate you and they hate me and yeah they... hating england is is the most english thing you can absolutely. do absolutely and it's it's the most uh yeah it's the most uh respectable one um i think yeah go on go on i was gonna say that video of the guy who has an emu outside the pub that was like walking it as well you walk in a fucking ostrich you'd have come i was gonna say but i'm pretty sure it's scottish in that vein the video of the guy gets hit by the bus and his friend yells fuck sick Fuck off, Ali. Um, yeah, that's good. And I think uh, Prince Charles's hands, those little, those, um, those, <laughs> you've seen them, right? The, uh, his like yeah. gross, swollen, red, doughy hands. Oh my God. I'm really yeah. happy that, no, that, that is, our yeah. sovereign has like. Like, he has to shake a lot of hands no, too. No, like he he's has got to, these yeah. tender little paws that look like you know um, and to all of those things we've mentioned I would add uh, our figure this week which is one Stormzy um, UK artist Stormzy who um, I really wanted to talk about a couple of things just specifically his treatment in the media yep. and also the performances that he has done yep. um I know a lot of you people out there will be like, he isn't that insane. (laughs) Just wait. (laughs) Just see how you feel. Um, As far as like high rolling big money goes, uh, Stormzy recently donated £10 million of his own money to various different um, charities and organisations to do with the Black Lives Matter movement that will be rolled out over five years. Uh, A lot of he got big props for this because his net worth is 20 million pounds so jesus christ net worth on this thing so he, and he so he walks it how no he fucking how he talks kidding i was not expecting thing. that holy um, shit but let us so that's what he's up to currently but let us go back only a matter of years before so stormzy aka michael amari aka murky aka wicked Gangman, aka problem aka <laughs> was born in okay also the king of grime is a title he's um, given himself so yeah, self-appointed yeah, yeah. monarch of grime he, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'll be 
Maybe it was a lower title. That would own. Maybe I'm the Duke of Grime and I await the arrival of the king. I'm like John the, I'm the John the Baptist of Grime and I'm waiting for the Messiah of Grime. Um, but he first got attention from his freestyles, which he did over classic Grime tracks, which he put out on mm-hmm. YouTube himself. Uh, these are called the Wicked Skengman. Um, wicked Skengman. Um, I hear you're a Wicked Skengman. <laughs> Um, but anyway, he released, so he got, he first started getting attention from that, and he released his debut EP, Dreamer's Disease, in 2014. Uh, this was, uh, he then went on to win the MOBO Award for Best Grime Artist in 2014 and Damn. 2015. And this was around a similar time that he was the first unsigned uh, British rapper on Jules Holland. Wow. That's the prize? Uh, That's the prize you have to talk so, to Jules Holland at his weird piano and answer him, like, <laughs> questions? <laughs> Or Jules you Holmes is like, I met Ricky Martin. You're like, I don't give a shit, Jules. Fuck off. Your name is Jules, <laughs> plural. Now presenting. Yeah. <laughs> Where is the other Jules? <laughs> I'm sorry, you can cut this because it's such oh, like God. a dad joke, but I would love it if he reburned it to like J-U-U-L. Jules. <laughs> <laughs> And he just rips Mad Cloud on his on his on his hootenanny. <laughs> he then sort of took a year off from that, and then he released uh, his follow up album, which was his first British number one. Um, and he kind of became a, basically yeah. a household name. And he he really is one of those people around that time. There's a lot. Of, there's a few examples of this of artists who came up through the internet and it very much was like an organic. Yeah. Put his stuff out. And he mm-hmm. got loads of attention. Um, and one of the things I wanted to talk about in and amongst, I'm going to go through this chronologically because I think it's interesting to see uh, the responses to him that were that I think were very unfounded around the time that he's also having some of the biggest mm-hmm. moments of his entire career. Um, so Gang Signs and Prayers comes out in 2016. Um, and then in February 2017, he gets the police called on him by his neighbours thinking that he is robbing his own house in Chelsea. Oh my god. Um the way it reads, sorry, the police report reads, the police were called to an address in West Brompton at 0055 hours on Tuesday, 14th of February, to report of a conspiracy to burgle a ground floor flat, believed to have been vacant. Officers attended and forced, en- and forced entry to the property and found there to be two lawful occupants inside. Officers remained at the property until it was made secure. Officers have since been in further communication with the complainant. Uh, he tweeted, Stormzy tweeted, uh, he woke, woke up to feds destroying my front door because apparently I'm a burglar who burgles his own home. At Met Police, need Jesus your bank Christ. details still. Mm. He, it was uh, so. It's, it's, it's something that happens to mm-hmm. a very famous rappers uh, in America as well. It happened yep. to J. Cole, I think, around the time that his his neighbor thought he was a drug dealer because of where he lived. Because it was just so unbelievable that, that uh, yep. like I could live in that kind of neighborhood yep. and have that. And kind that's of tax yeah, money. and that's the case here as well because um, it's Chelsea as well. It's not it's not just a rich neighborhood, but this is like old money in London, you know. So like fucking. Curtain twitching mm. racist nut jobs who don't. How do you not know you live next yeah, to Stormzy? <laughs> like I'm from I'm from Croydon. Yeah. It's yeah, all people talk right. about. It's, it's like the fact that he's from <laughs> he's from the vague Croydon area. Everyone's hyper aware mm. of that. So how do you not know that? You know he lives. You know he lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lives yeah. I saw him in the shopping center. Liar. I was wondering, yeah. I was going to actually ask you about that. Is that- is that genuine? Is that a thing in Croydon that people have in, a lot an of insane amount? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people do have people have 
People have lies about having seen him in places, but also people have a lot of stories because he was living in Croydon for a long time. As as you say, he was getting famous on the internet. And so he was still living where he was yeah. making his YouTube videos, but he was just a big name. Um, but he hadn't, he hadn't gone anywhere. He hadn't, yeah. he hadn't made that much money. And so people did see, I have family members who've seen him. So my sister was on his, uh, his Instagram once, um, uh, posting fan, mm. fan content. Yeah. Really? That's is, that her, your, is that your, that's my is that your story? And story? That's her yeah, you claim that. to fame. Um, <laughs> get that around the fire. Like, you know, my sister was on One day, the king was passing through the square, and I dropped my <laughs> neckerchief. The king, the king of rhyme. Exactly. No, but um, it's just one of the yeah. It's just one of those really cursed things. It's that um, it's what I, I read up on. A, there was an opinion piece about it by Remy jo- Joseph mm-hmm. Salisbury at the time, and he talks about uh, the mm-hmm. white gays. There's always uh, the white gays and people. Of, white people and black people think that they're always a threat mm-hmm. they're always an outsider it's a it's and what he calls they what they see instead is a figment of their their imagination an imagination that has been collectively constructed for centuries in the place of black humanity they mm-hmm. see the black monster and it's really the it's the same logic you see the same gaze because it's not logic sorry that led to the arrest of andrew Boateng mm-hmm. the other yep. week in like manchester exactly his 13 year old son and it's the same. Exactly. So it's, it's just it's like, yeah, it's just a very... Myth of black criminality and everything. And and, and particularly disrupting, like, yeah, mm. an area like Chelsea, which mm. is wealthy and white, uh, and, and thus, mm-hmm. according to those definitions, according to the, many of the people who live there, should exclude people like Stormzy. And so if he's there, it's, it must be illicit. Mm. So, um, and it's at a similar time in June that year that he plays at Glastonbury Festival for the first time. Not headlining, mm-hmm. that comes that comes later. But he uh, talks about yep. uh, Grenfell, because he was very much involved with the Grenfell survivors and the Grenfell Tower stuff. So he said on stage in Glastonbury, at Glastonbury in 2017, in live recent events, I'm just going to say this, we urge the authorities to tell the fucking truth, first and foremost. We urge them to do something. We urge the the fucking government to be held accountable for the fuckery and we ain't gonna stop until we get what we deserve every possible use so of the word fuck he, in that scenario noun adjective I know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful creativity that's what that's why he's the king of crime <laughs> that's what i would break down if i was an english teacher i was like how many different ways that's the other thing by the way i don't like i like we're gonna talk about some of his stuff i really don't want to be uh the English teacher who wears trainers. So I'm going to try to refrain from like <laughs> analyzing storms. I'm not qualified. I don't, I don't know enough about the genre. Yeah. I just, I just think. Mm. Uh, so he talks about Grenfell in, yeah. that's in June, uh, 2017. And then in July, 2017, he gets confused with Romelu Lukaku, who is a uh, football player for Everton. Uh, there's basically a story that he's moving to Manchester United from Everton for a £75 million move. I'm not going to dwell too long on the football stuff because I don't know. I'm not even sure what that, that means. means. Yeah. I guess he's just... <laughs> so he's he's moved there, but they use a picture of Stormzy instead of the picture of. Those aren't even Stormzy. nearly the same. Um, <laughs> they're different fields. No, I know, yeah, they're not. Yeah. And it's basically. He... Just, uh, just go for that. The, <laughs> they, have, they have a folder. On the desktop of, of of the computers in this media office that just has like black person JPEG and it's got it's got a single JPEG in it of Stormzy and they use it whenever they need it. They just copy and paste it in. Yeah, they just don't. It, this is yeah, and it was in the Irish Herald and oh, basically he tweeted out, "I don't find none of this funny, by the way. Don't want to sound like the party pooper who missed the joke." Dot dot dot. <laughs> and then the news 
this is this is the first in a running series of people not having quite as good a response to Stormzy as you as you think they might. But one of them, they were like sincere apologies. I don't <laughs> think it's funny either. <laughs> As if, as if it's like, oh, yeah, I'm so joke. It wasn't a joke, Mr. Storms. <laughs> please, please, Mr. Storms. Oh, please man. Be bad at us. I'd just like to say about his, like, Grenfell thing as well, just briefly. This is an issue that he has, like, picked up and... Obviously, there's a lot of talk about, like, celebrities and activism and, and there's, they're in some ways, very yeah. limited roles. And I don't want to, like, you know, armchair analyze the way everyone does it but i think it's so cool the way he does it because there's a there's a commitment to just like mm. hammering home this issue and i'll say all sorts of problems to say glastonbury i'm sure we're going to get onto this but he, he says it at the brit awards mm. as well he names Theresa may by name the the prime minister yeah. and the then home secretary um and and uh makes it you know explicit well, let's let's, let's jump to yeah. that yeah let's jump to that because basically so in 22nd of february uh, at the brits 2018 he uh, sing. He does a version of his songs. It's this very cool, uh, like in the rain on the microphone. Which I watch it and like, how is the microphone not broken? How do they make it waterproof? <laughs> the same dumbass. I literally was like, what? Wow, how? a waterproof microphone. <laughs> yeah, but he's actually examining the, the complex. You know, he's using gospel to examine the complex relationship uh, that his new art form has to know. But that microphone is fine. That's just, there's yeah, so no, much water in it. I suppose the electricity is almost a response to the water <laughs> in his music, you know? So I think that's what he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Th- um, thanks, man. <laughs> so he said he did a sort of freestyle at the end of his uh, song, Blinded by Your Grace, uh, where he says... Where's that young Theresa May? Where's that money for Grenfell? What you thought we just forgot about Grenfell, you criminals? And you've got the truth to call us savages. You should do some jail time. You should pay some damages. You should burn your house down and see if... That was a really... Because I think Grenfell was still very fresh in everyone's minds, but was beginning... The media narrative was beginning to move on. Absolutely. Um, from but, but also what's going on there, and this is, this is, I think, a really important thing, is that, like, the Brits... The Brits suck, right? The Brits are the most fucking, like... They, <laughs> <laughs> the most notable thing about them is that they're terrible but they're but they're terrible in loads of really specific ways so they're they're generally boring and generally rubbish and generally kind of a big love in for the for the the shitty british music industry but also they're politically lame right because the the brits yeah. were like are a good example of 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 the mainstreamifying of all kind of con- maybe what trends in British pop culture that could have been kind of countercultural. This included them having the fucking then leader of the opposition, Tony Blair, give an award. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being so lame as to inviting yeah. Anthony <laughs> Lyndon Blair to present one of your awards? Because <laughs> it was this cool Britannia thing. So, so I, part of what's going on there, and, and this is this is grind did this more generally and again i don't know i don't you know i music is so not my area generally but just looking at british culture more broadly definitely brought back a kind of countercultural element and certainly to a fucking to like you know the the just dead neutered corpse that is the brit awards like bringing back something some kind of like energy and political uh descent to it yeah. was really fucking cool and necessary I'll sum up what you said. Um, Jack Whitehall hosts it. Oh, exactly. Oh, do I need to? Do I need to explain any more? Yeah. By the way, when you talked right? about things that um, are proud to be British, the worst elements, the like, the pompous <laughs> Bond guy, like, you know. Yeah, 
But also, just to say, to add to that, this was in a run-up of, there was a lot of, Stormzy around the time of the last election was very political mm-hmm. and very engaged. He, he, he showed his public support for Jeremy Corbyn um, and introduced him at the GQ Awards, which I don't know if he deserved the award. He got, like, Politician of the Year, which was, like, a little bit... I just think you shouldn't give politicians agreed, awards, agreed. maybe. But it was not... So, basically, what I wanted to bring up in the run-up to the Brits, so this was... Um, the GQ Awards was just before, and he uh, called Theresa May Hagen <laughs> to a sea of people who don't didn't know what that meant. So there was this weird story that went around where they thought that he called her a pig, and it's summed up by Alistair Campbell in a tweet where he said, A pause for tweeting last night. Stormzy called May a pig. Seems it was pagan. Put a lot of new words. <laughs> oh my god, there's so much good there. First of Mr. Campbell, sir. First of all, <laughs> it's a great insult. I'm a little unclear on what it means. Like, oi, Theresa May, you worship nature, and, and you're, a, you're a pre-Christian. I don't, but also, yeah, Alistair Campbell, figuring out what the word pagan means. Oh, fuck me. That's so... It's, it's basically a waste, man. Oh, is it's it like... Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if it was... I thought he just meant generally. It's like a thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, but also... No, but we're creating confusion. Okay, it may seem like we just made the exact same mistake, but of course we didn't, <laughs> because we didn't just hear it and assume it was pig, because pagan is a word. Like, yeah, whether true. or not I need to know its context, I know it's... I know it... <laughs> Did you say pagan? Pigman? Pigman? She's, a, she's having a pigan? Uh, um, so, yeah, that's... so. Basically, like he's always, he, 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 it, 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 I guess it shouldn't have come as a surprise that he would uh, yeah. call out Theresa May at that point. But I think as well, it was cool because it was at a time where nothing was being done, and they were oh, yeah. getting away with it with with what happened. And for him to to recenter that, to try Absolutely. at least to recenter and, that, and continue to do so. I mean, like not to like you know uh, mm. make state the obvious, but the. Yeah, Grenfell remains completely unresolved unsol- and, and will be unresolved. And I mean, no, and, and yeah. there will be very little accountability for anyone in that. And if, it, if, if all Stormzy has accomplished is made Alistair Campbell sound like your physics teacher who gets defensive by yeah. uh, pronouncing black kids' names wrong, then that's something. I mean, you know. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now uh, there's another cool thing just to briefly, briefly mention in that same year. We jump ahead to August. Uh, where he introduces the Cambridge Scholarship for Black yep. students, where he will pay for the tuition fees of two Black students to go to, to university, uh, which is a very, which is a very cool thing. The weird thing was, though, later, uh, it basically was sorry, uh, just say that he was going to. He said it was so important for Black students, especially, to be aware that it can one hundred percent be an option to attend a university of this caliber. So he essentially is paying for the tuition fees of two students, one in twenty eighteen mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one in twenty nineteen. But interestingly, later at his book launch, uh, which was Rise Up, the hashtag murky story so far, he revealed that he did go to Oxford, but they, they in quotes, mm-hmm. didn't want to get involved. Uh, an Oxford University spokesperson acknowledged the storms he had been in contact, but said that at the time, it was unclear what the <laughs> proposal was. And it's like, you can't, you can't, as one of, you know, the big institutions of education in this country, you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. We're an academic institution that prides ourselves on investigating various things. A man said something to us. We didn't quite get it, and we didn't ask. We didn't ask for further step. We didn't ask any questions. <laughs> we didn't want it. That was enough. 
stops us on the phone. <laughs> what do shit. I tell him? Shit. He's saying that he wants to pay the tuition fees of black students, but I don't know what that means. I'm a dumb dumb. What's tuition? I don't know how would that even make what? sense. What are fees? Yeah. <laughs> Where are we again? What? He's what looking to speak fees? to Oxford? <laughs> Who are they? Idiots, morons. Yeah, yeah. fuck them. So... So then we jump ahead to, um, I think, and this is one of the things where I talk about the being proud to be British, is this specific moment mm-hmm. in music history, mm-hmm. in British music history, was his Glastonbury yeah. headline performance in 2019. He was the first British rapper to headline Glastonbury. At 25, he was the youngest Glastonbury headliner. Do you know who the previous, who is the youngest no, one I don't. ever? Um, so he's the second youngest. No, I don't know. I don't know. It was ah, David Bowie in 1971 nice. at the age of 24. Good shot. Oh, wow. That. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was so... <laughs> you can believe that. That was a bit 24. of a buzzcock um, moment, but fine. You're all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. So he... Uh, classic... In, it was revealed later he, he wore a stab-proof vest with the Union Jack on it that was designed by the one and only Banksy. You said on it said I made a customized stab proof vest and thought who could possibly wear this Stormzy at Glastonbury um, you know it's nice that he you know can use it's not like some yeah, Christ edgy almighty. take you know what I mean it's not dismal land he went from dismal That's land to himself land. In like, a okay this bit is there. More... yeah Banksy yeah who's maybe <laughs> actually I'm gonna say as well um, I have no idea if Banksy is British but that that like he does a lot of work in in britain and he's a, certainly associated a lot yeah. with britain um the fact that like one of one of the artists who we're most proud of is a total hack also makes me like he's like our proud national <laughs> actor who's like i made two policemen kiss okay <laughs> thanks banksy like you fucking loser um yeah no that was a cool look though i didn't know banksy was involved in that. A- that that did look that that was cool yeah 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 um in a review from Enemy of the event, it said that he was not too big for Jesus, his kill boots me. at all. all right. uh, quoting his famous song, Ooh, Too Big for Why do we boots. do this? Why do we... Okay, um, we're noticing a theme here, which is that... And I'm sure this podcast counts as this as well. <laughs> but, like, the way people react to this guy in the British media is so lame. Like, we can't... Ooh, yes. Yeah, I, so he's not... Yeah. <laughs> mm, yes, yeah. Quaint. Um, so of course he he, he plays his, his hit Vossy Bop, um, which came out uh, is on the album Heavy as the uh-huh. Head that came out in 2019. Has the lines in it. Hate to tell tales out of school, but it did get back to Boris, who said, uh, "I want to pay tribute to Stormzy. I'm a great enthusiast and admirer of Mr. Stormzy's work, and I think he's one of the great lyricists and poets of our time." And I want to thank him for his rousing endorsement of the Back Boris campaign. Back Boris, I think, was what he said. And there may have been some problem with the acoustics that caused him to be briefly misunderstood. (laughs) 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 But It's so... I hate... Just speaking of that, that is... he, that is god tier cringe joke yeah. is, is Boris yeah. level coming yeah. up against absolutely Kobe, absolutely yeah. that's we've, um, we've put our cringy British humour like at the helm of the that's like I know this is obvious and I know like surprise surprise but like I just have to say that is unbelievably patronising it's genuinely like if he'd gone oh I disagree with Storms but he like does a like head pat actually he's mm, on my team yeah 
literally. It's like... So, yes, so we jump ahead now to December 2019, where uh, Stormzy does an interview with... A couple things happen in this time. Stormzy does an interview with uh, an Italian newspaper. He's asked, um, is the UK racist? And he said, definitely 100%. And a story, mainly from ITV1, reported that he said the UK was 100% racist. Um, Which is just such a dead, like... (laughs) <laughs> just like we see you we don't like come on like you're just stop and he he sort of tweeted about it as well and was like stop trying to get clips by Fucking making legit, me sound man. like i'm some provocateur which is what it is really so he's pretty like i think i bring up these examples just to say it's like very weird it, it like he, he is like batting a hundred to use a baseball metaphor as far as like he just is unflappable as far as like dealing with so much unnecessary drama and like attempts to Absolutely. like make him seem like a shithead, yeah. even though he's openly doing great stuff Absolutely. to support communities. And it's like, and he's like, he's like, so I just laser like, like, exactly. through laser beams like in that <laughs> yeah, ocean. The man 12. has no fear. The man just the man just keeps going, and it's it's insanely impressive. Yeah, and exactly like if you can't you can't be particularly a black British celebrity talk very prominently about an issue like this and then people say well we'll give away your money you're a rich famous pr-. so he does does this help him in the discourse of course not these these pricks will still say the same stuff they'll still take things out of context and, and do their best to smear him so you can't win but he he uh it's very impressive that he that he yeah. keeps going i think it's yeah it's relentless oh yeah it's like he, he's so much more he has so much more respectability than them in the first oh definitely place. yeah um to do that like it's so yeah then a name snide journalist like taking little clips to try and drum up country oh fuck these people i actually just remember sorry just at the side and i just uh, when the glastonbury performance happened i remember there was so a a small percentage of the response was like it's not really my thing but fair play and i was like that's the best that's the love it it. not really Um, so it wouldn't be that's rich if we didn't talk about the slightly stranger side and he's as we say, he's usually very unflappable. His image is very unpierced. Um, but there was a very strange thing that happened at the release of his most recent album, which was his uh, beef between him and Wiley. Wiley, known yep. obviously as the sort of godfather of grime, like one of the, the most influential people. He it started out as very weird. So Wiley, Stormzy has always been a big fan of Wiley. So he's always, you know, in, in his early freestyles, he shouts him out. He has a song called Wiley Flow when you talk about, you know, he like. He sees mm-hmm, the influence mm-hmm. and he's very respectful of that. Um, and sort of Wiley has this weird sort of troll-like quality of like basically like wanting to 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 battle and and the, it sort of culminated around. He's sort of always kind of going around causing a fuss, but it culminated mm-hmm. around Ed Sheeran specifically. And this is the thing I was sort of, sort of interested in, um, where he would basically be like Ed Sheeran's a culture vault. Yeah, that's the word he used. Where he like uses. He used crime and used rap at a certain level that he then mm-hmm. did away with. Now that he's famous, that was the take, and he, he was mad that uh, Stormzy did a song with him, um, and then it just became this weird. But it was very weird because all of Wiley's sort of posts on his story and, and on YouTube and things and on his Twitter, he tweeted like a bunch and took a video of himself, and it was all like kind of like a man in a warehouse somewhere, like trying to go like, "Hey, hey you respond to you talk to me, you two, you come down." Yeah. Here. Wiley is. um, I'm going to get onto this theory more as as we go through this, but like, what? Yeah, I saw some of these videos of what Wiley is like a true 
he's like a true online guy where like he literally just sees stuff and he opens yeah. up his front <laughs> phone facing camera and just starts ranting and he also and and i'm not the only one who noticed this because stormzy does an insanely good impression of wiley that i saw where he'll like when Wiley mm-hmm. talks at his phone, he kind of like tilts his whole face up. So it's kind of just his mouth, like kind of like screaming at you. Yeah, yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> it's the boomer. Exactly. So yeah, they, so then this became about the Stormzy and, and, and why, why, and they sort of throw insults back and forth. I watched this video where it showed, it told me in a very robotic saw, yeah, voice, yeah, yeah, the yeah, news, the you bot. know, those YouTube videos where like, she has a screenshot and it was like, it literally went like, Stormzy called Wiley, <laughs> old, weird, and Nikki. And, <laughs> um, and he sort of talks about, there's another video of Stormzy where he talks about he can be quite, yeah. like I was saying, he can be quite jealous, Wiley. And I think that kind of holds up because it's a bit, after he said that, Wiley responded saying like, you were in the studio with Jay-Z and he's like 50 odd. He's pretty yeah. old. Oh, all right, Wiley, I'm sorry, man. That wasn't like, <laughs> yeah the age thing seems to be a recurrent theme in in Uh, the uh in the diss tracks as well where he like quite clearly doesn't like being because he's he is he is a good deal older than stormzy isn't he i don't know how old he is but he looks i mean and he's he's Mm. sort of a different generation musically yeah um yeah um so basically they culminated in the classic rap beef mm -hmm. of sending verses back and forth or sending songs back diss tracks i believe they're called the first one was uh Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not so. Oh, Jesus. Uh, right. Okay. The moment has come, people. This is gonna be uh, just sound. W- white knuckle it through, dear listener, as we these white guys yeah. talk so the about one... the distracts between Stormzy and Wiley. Yes. Um. So to start with, idiot Skangman Skangman one, and then Stormzy responds with disappointed. I no, mean, no, no. Okay, I have, I have, a, I have a firm really take goes. on this. Okay, right. And then it was yeah. Idiot's Gang Man two. Uh, still disappointed. Still disappointed. Which did maybe laugh at the time. It was like I'm still, I'm still. I don't feel any different emotion. Um, and then it was Idiot's Gang Man three. And then that, then it was kind of resolved. And it was kind of a uh, uh, cult. Yeah. Uh, you know, group wisdom. Community wisdom was the. My my take on this one. is that, as we were just saying, Wiley is like a boomer who's mad online, right? Like, he has the boomer angle. Stormzy is much younger, yeah. and Stormzy, the way he, he handles this, is so much of a better approach to being mad. Because what, what this is fundamentally, right? There's all the musical element to it. This is fundamentally an mm-hmm. a an, an argument online right this is this is a just a this is just a mention yeah. <laughs> yeah. where you just go off or those mm-hmm. yeah. like hundred comment Facebook threads where people go insane at each other and what's the one rule and Stormzy mm. knows this because he's younger what's the one rule of arguing online is don't care right don't get care mad that's that you don't want you don't want to be seen to be a little a little care boy yeah, yeah, yeah. and so Exactly, yeah. and so Wiley comes up with these very aggressive, you know, um, like heavy, heavy songs. And Storms, Stormzy calls specifically said, calls his disappointed, and says that he's not mad, just disappointed. Not mad. Mm. Keep saying you're not mad. I'm not even mad. I'm actually laughing. And he like makes the yeah. little video. He makes these little videos, and he's got his <laughs> cup of tea and stuff. And this is like a big meal, and like, but but like that's the whole thing. Keep keep your distance from the whole thing. And he, and he and he owns. It's so good. <laughs> the next one I'll be mad. I'm still disappointed. <laughs> exactly. I can't stress how not mad I am. I Even cannot though he's stress how unangry right I am. Right because so that's the other thing is the, mm. the content of these these is crazy, right? Because because 
I would say, I'm not an expert, but I would say Wiley's are fairly conventional diss tracks. There are lots of insults, and Wiley's main contention is that he's the godfather of this genre, and Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's you standard. Sold you sold out. Kind of like his accusation was. Storms are super weird because the first one is like really not mad, where he's like, you know <laughs> yeah. what? I like you. I'm just a big deal now. Deal with it. I I brought this genre forward. I, I don't I don't want to dislike you. You know we're fine. Um, just <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> the second one is called Still Disappointed. Right? You think you're gonna do it? It's. Basically, like a true crime podcast about how apparently Wiley lost his <laughs> mum to Cyprus for some reason, and I don't really understand. To Cyprus, but apparently, yeah, yeah there was all sorts of stuff with debt about how yeah. all his family is terrible, and it becomes like, like a like a a profile of of Wiley's inadequacy as a man and how his family are all weak yeah. men and stuff. It goes, well, because Stormzy starts saying, like, I wish I could take yeah. care of... Yeah, and he goes on, Stormzy is like, I wish yeah, I could take yeah, care wanna, of her wanna, and stuff. Yeah, and it's like... <laughs> is, I want to care for your mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the whole thing... And he and he still kind of keeps this aloof thing. He goes, like, it's it's shot in, like, a... I don't know where it is. It's, like, an, mm. under an underpass or in a, in, a, in a car park, but with loads of, like, paper that's on fire. And it looks gorgeous. It's really well shot. Yes. And, and he has video, and, and while he's done... <laughs> the gorgeous video it's good it's <laughs> well shot it's well lit um and he still has the mug and it's like ha 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 whatever um but it's not i'm yeah. sorry i'm sorry he's quite clearly mad I, yeah. but he knows what's the rule don't care don't don't be care mad it's is is error number one <laughs> no i care about <laughs> yeah, your mother yeah. and that's, that's the what i care because he starts by pointing out that uh wiley loves making jokes about mothers and then he goes and then he says, I'm not going to make a joke about your mother. I'm really, I, I'm preoccupied about it. I really care. I really hope she's all right. <laughs> Genius. What a guy. <laughs> That's almost the, it's, 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 it's a solid. Absolutely. Of like, you're such a failure that Abs- I have uh, to yeah. carry on and you can't even like, yeah, it's, it's a really good. Yeah. I think it basically, it's weird. I guess the, the one thing I would say, I think Ed, that it, there was some validity in Ed Sheeran being like, and I don't know how, know how much he's given back to. Mm-hmm. Like platforming grime artists, and now at his latest stage, and I think there is because he did. There was a time where you know he was on SBTV, and he was very much supported by the black community. He stayed at Jamie Foxx's house when he mm-hmm. went to America, and all this stuff. And so I think there is some valid critique in that, and I think there is some because some some validity in him sort of taking beats and in, in his rapping and things, and, and not paying back. And, you know, but I, you know, from the sounds of things. The way Stormzy described it, it was just that they were mates, and he was bringing yeah. in a song that was like. Um, so, it's it's. I think it's it's. It is a shame it got so diverse. I guess because I think sort of that that sort of uh, opportunism is quite yeah. rife with white yeah. artists, especially in pop, with the likes of Justin Bieber and things. And I think grime is such a specifically English, and it's, uh, yeah, specifically black English thing. Um, so I think there is some validity. So it kind of sucks that it was being carried out by, you know, the man in his, uh, you know, undergarments yeah, exactly, with a shotgun yeah. chasing, <laughs> chasing Ed Sheeran Absolutely, off his yeah. wall. And also uh, then targeting like, so, Stormzy in that as well, where it's like, maybe he's not the target here. Yeah, like, and I think, you know. but yeah, mm, I think it was essentially not yeah. that deep in the, in the grand scheme of things. But it was just for me to see, like, it's like, you sort of see the growing pains of, of that exactly. culture going mainstream in a way because you see uh, Wiley doing 
<laughs> I guess like, essentially found footage <laughs> or like it's like a western the way he films his one um, yeah, and yeah. Stormzy is glossy and you have and you can see that Stormzy oh, had yeah. like 14 million views on his I was and Wiley mention had that, like yeah. 300,000 um, so you Asymmetry see that there's this weird because the... even clashing yeah and there's this weird and clashing is a whole thing in Grime apparently like you have to you know you do send verses back and forth and you, you try and <laughs> the other about their and stuff. Um, but it's just so it was a weird I think that's why it, it came across so strangely at least in the in the way it was reported in the mainstream it's like oh there's beef there's like combined it was just yeah. very I just found it very odd and it was very like um, I didn't know if it was real for a long time I, feel, I felt super fake like it felt super staged maybe well, for th- album sales or something that's what I thought was interesting because um, again I don't know a lot about this but I know that like manufactured beef is a huge thing this one didn't seem manufactured at all because of the way that, like, it does seem like Wiley's deeply jealous and also that, like, the 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 different responses Storms he gives, which is one of which is kind of just not really a response, where he just kind of says, I think that, I think you're overreacting. Yeah. And then the other one, which is way too real, and it's just a <laughs> litany of personal and legal accusations, <laughs> like, is so different. Like, it's literally like Wiley went like, your mum's smelly. You have failed in your obligations as a man to care yeah, for your, your family. Yeah, your, your mum is <laughs> sincerely disappointed in you, and I, and I fear for her. Um, yeah. When she dies, <laughs> she, she will not forgive but that's, that's basically what you said. It was like... And then, but also, the follow-up was like, sorry, the yeah, was like, yeah. she's not in that's, Cyprus. I don't know That's where the whole thing Because <laughs> he says, no, my mum's in London. And I'm like, all right. I mean, that seems like a really specific accusation. I'm kind of still inclined to believe the first guy, but all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, think she but, is. Uh, yeah, no, but you know what's super bizarre about this is that you, yeah, because you've got this kind of generational thing going on, and the, yeah, but the the kind of soul of this yeah. genre and stuff, and all of that would seem really like again, like so. This is like a really cringe, like. You know, cool English teacher thing you hear all the time, which is like these are like you know, like these are like when poets would fight. You know, mm-hmm. kill me, just kill me now. Having said that, mm-hmm. um, there's a line in a Wiley second diss track where he literally says, "We're like Achilles and Hector." <laughs> he like he like casts it as like a classical <laughs> battle. So I'm like, I kind of can't not yeah. do that take when mm, like yeah. Wiley is. Co- but I do think there's a con. They know the kind of fight yeah. they're having, right? They know that 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 it's a yeah absolutely i think artistically they yeah definitely. it's not just personal beef they know there's something artistically at stake which is which is actually really cool yeah he's low-key i think kind of a dorky dad which i quite enjoy there's some interviews where he's like talking definitely. about he's like i love it the incredible love uh, love, tweet thread where he places Dolly Parton's and jolene his, his musings on jolene yeah he's just like what? Oh, she she, she sounds like a little Jesse. <laughs> she sounds like the most. She she knows she knows what she's doing. <laughs> is Stormzy's take on Jolie? She's conscious of her of her sins. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. So again, you don't have to leave the sin. But this is what I said. To- <laughs> this is what I was saying. Is Stormzy has this tweet thread on Jolene okay. where he talks about them as characters, and that is how. My, my uh like that's the music first of all that all my like extended family are into and that's how they talk about it where they're like where yeah. they're like oh that Jolene <laughs> what a what a devil and I'm like, she's this is, a, this is a song and it's playing right now and you're talking over it to me about this 
And that's, that's also Stormzy's take. Yeah, yeah. It's almost, he is this close to talking about how broken <laughs> Jennifer Aniston was by Brad Pitt. I guarantee you he like, has a take. I guarantee close. you he has a take on it. He might be the wrong generationally, <laughs> but if he found out, he would care. Yeah. Absolutely. Spiritually, he is, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was Stormzy. I don't know how much the no, I think it's fine in this scenario so i think we're just gonna leave it for this week but uh if you like what you're listening to please check us out on our social media all our updates are coming from there so it's that's rich podcast on uh facebook and instagram and then rich underscore podcast on twitter and you can find us basically wherever you get podcasts um any final thoughts no i'm good um just everyone stay safe uh hope you're uh managing uh well enough uh, in, in shitty lockdown and thank you for uh choosing us to ramble in your ears about things beyond our ken <laughs> uh yeah and oh quickly shout out to jack and to ryan wagner both of you asked <laughs> i didn't know we were hi. doing <laughs> thanks for listening i appreciate that and then i was gonna ask what were the criteria and they just asked so Ask for a shout out, you'll it's get It's just one. if you ask, yeah, I'm not easy to buy. Not even pay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even a hundred quid for a shout out. I just give them a... <laughs> I don't know if they'll even hear it. Um, so, I uh, yeah, I guess there's nothing else to say except bye. Tune in next time where Rory will, will be presenting another rich person. Absolutely. Wild stuff that they want now. All right, um, bye-bye. Bye.